Welcome to Chai with Chubby episode 5. I don't know about you, but I went through a ton of shows on Netflix during quarantine, and one of these shows was Indian Matchmaking, which gives viewers a look into arranged marriages at present day. Now, someone who stood out to me right off the bat was Nadia Jagasur. I absolutely loved her energy and vibe, and of course, the fact that she's a Jersey girl as well. So I recently connected with her, and she is such a sweetheart. I asked her to join me on today's show to learn a little bit more about her, her experience on Indian matchmaking, growing up Indo-Caribbean, and balancing all the different hats that she does. I hope that you enjoy today's episode of Jai with Chubby. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on and for being a part of this discussion. So let's start with how did you get on this matchmaking show? What was that whole process like? How did you even find out about it? Like, tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, through my dance company, we get uh, casting emails for, for things pretty frequently. And uh, okay. my girlfriend who monitors the email, um, you know, she forwarded me the email, the casting email and was just like, hey, you should do this. And the email was like, are you a single South Asian millennial? And I was like, I am. <laughs> and so um, that was kind of it. I, I, I got the email. I, um, I, I kind of sat on it for a little bit. And then I applied shortly after and uh, six months later, they called me back. So. so how many rounds of auditions did you go through? Someone was asking, actually, like, what was that whole process? Yeah, it was, um, I spoke to like two or three casting people kind of in the initial. Um, and then, like I said, I didn't hear from them for six months. And then after, um, after they called me six months later, I, I went through like a few other rounds. So it oh, was wow. a little extensive, I, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what was like, what was it like being on a reality show? Because it is a reality show, right? Is that what Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Well, it was like a docu-series. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was that whole um, process like? I mean, it was, I honestly, like, I, I said this in, like, another interview. I honestly thought I was getting punked because, like, <laughs> what were the chances that, you know, that, you know, they would pick me? Because you don't really kind of go into right. these things being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get chosen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I... I was, it was very surreal until they showed up. And then it was like very surreal, even when they came and we were recording or like filming and things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was all kind of a blur. And then um, when it came out, I was like, whoa, this was real. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, the process was great. They made it so easy. Like the, yeah. um, the crew was so sweet. Like the first day um, that they came, like my family and I, in one of the scenes we were filming, we were having wine. And so we gave like the whole crew wine. They're like, um, we're not like allowed to drink. And I was like, it's fine. You're at our house. You're not really working. I was like, just do this. Just drink with us. Um, but yeah, so we all had like a glass of wine and, and we were just chilling. And um, yeah, they were just like so sweet. Did they film every single day? No. Okay. Um, they, they came for a few days at a time, uh, okay. throughout the, like a few months. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So mm -hmm. where, was it like, before you went on, did you have like this thing, like a, like a thing you told yourself, like, okay, you know what? I want to put everything out there or I want to talk about this, but not about this. Like, how did, did you do something to prepare yourself for that? Um, I, I 
went into it or I tried to go into it kind of like very open-minded. I was like, okay, I'm going to accept whatever is, is about to come my way. Um, I, I had mutual friends with, with all of the people that I had matched with. And okay. so I did not, I held off on, on asking my mutual friends about the people because I didn't want to taint my understanding of them from yeah. somebody else's opinion. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was probably one of the biggest things. And then, um, but otherwise, uh, like that was kind of like my emotional uh, prep, but uh, otherwise, like physically, I, I felt very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, You've been dancing from, you know, for so dance, long, right? Yeah, yeah, dance experience. And then I was modeling when I was uh, in high school and stuff. So that was kind of, I felt comfortable. Okay. And yeah. what would you say, um, how, so how has your life changed since you've been on this show? What have you learned? How have you grown? Tell me it all. Yeah, um, I would say the biggest change was, um, was that now people recognize me and it's like a very strange feeling. The other yeah. day I was out with my glasses on and my mask on. Uh -huh. um, and my mask is like a very full, just like solid black mask. And someone was like, Oh, has, she was, I felt this girl like looking at me and I was like, what, what is she looking at? Um, and then she was like, did anyone ever tell you, you look like Nadia from Indian matchmaking? Yeah. So I would say that's the biggest change. And then, you know, doing interviews and stuff kind of uh, right. in between my, my work day. Um, yeah. But, and, but otherwise not much, I guess not much has changed. I mean, uh, slight change in maybe like my Instagram following, but otherwise, uh, you know, that's that's kind of it. I'm just everything is pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. You're still open to arrange marriage if that were to come up, or have you been like, nah, I don't think that's for me. Um, no, I mean, I'm still open to to having a matchmaker and and you know okay. doing this route of of meeting someone. Um, just maybe okay. not right now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, not right now. Yeah. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> we, I'm just uh, kind of, you know, taking a little break right now. Yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. must have been a lot, yeah. the whole process, but that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, so one of the things while I was watching the show, okay, immediately, I, I told you this before, you were my favorite, like you stood out. I was like, Oh my god, I love her energy. She's so bubbly. And oh, she's from Jersey. So obviously, you know, yeah, as Jersey, Jersey girls, um, yeah, <laughs> I just and I was like, oh my god, I I love her vibe, I love her energy. But one thing that what what you said that really stood out to me was being Indo Guyanese and staying true to who you are yourself and bringing that with you with all like to all of these matches that you were matched with. Yeah. Um, so based off of that, can you share some aspects of what it's like growing up Indo-Caribbean um, compared to like just growing up like Indian American? Um, I don't think maybe the experience is, is any different being Indo-Caribbean or being Indo-American. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the same, uh, I would say it's the same kind of identity struggle that that someone goes through being like mm -hmm. well I'm Indian and then when you go home you you have like you know your friends your American friends come over and they're like oh your house smells funnier than mine or <laughs> ooh, like look at all your pretty sparkly clothes or ooh, like look at this um those types of things but otherwise yeah. like I don't really think uh the experience was was any different growing up in America it's it's I, I think 
one of the biggest parts of the struggle, which I, I mean, I talk about on the show too, is that people don't even know what Guyana is. Yeah. And so when I say that um, I'm Guyanese, people are just like, what's that? And then I, you know, I have to go into the whole spiel, but um, I think, I think that would might be the easiest thing or the hardest thing, actually, sorry, yeah. um, because maybe India is a little bit easier to, to explain to someone than, than Guyana. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably the, the biggest uh, difference. But I think otherwise, any child of an immigrant probably has that same struggle of right. like, identity. And how so this is mostly for me, because I'm not that well versed with just how the culture is like in Guyana. But mm -hmm. how how do you feel like it blends Indian culture with like the native local culture? What are some of the things that make Guyana like stand out in that sense? Um, well, our music is mm -hmm. amazing. Um, such a blend of, you know, um, like kind of Afro beats and then yeah. island beats and, and things like that. Um, that's like a big thing. And then, um, I mean, our food, I think that's also a big thing that people don't really understand is like, you know, when our ancestors came from India, they brought these recipes and, and things like that. Oh, wow. But when they arrived in Guyana, that spice palette is a little bit different. So like our curry, you know, is still curry, but it's like slightly different because we didn't have the spices or, mm. um, you know, our dal is, is a little bit different because, you know, we only could make it with what was available. Right. Um, and so I think that... Um, that aspect of it uh, kind of makes it like really unique to us, but still similar to to India. And, uh, you know, people don't really get to see that. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like that's the beautiful part about just globalization now that you do get to learn about all these differences, whereas you might not have been able to in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah. How do you like, okay, so you've danced, right? You've danced your entire life. When did you start dancing? I think I was like, three or four mom oh, can you okay. confirm that <laughs> yeah it was like three or four <laughs> three or four and you did what styles did you do I know I think I saw you did Bharatnatyam right I did Bharatnatyam yeah I did that and I did like folk folk styles kind of growing okay. up um okay. and then when I went to college I was on the Ras and Garba team for four years um wow. I was the captain for two years and then afterwards I joined Atma um, and we do all styles. So okay. Bharatnatyam, Kathak, Bhangra, modern, you know, wow. a, a little of everything. Um, obviously there are, are focuses that, you know, some people are better at than others, um, yeah. or different styles that people are, uh, you know, stronger in. Um, but everyone kind of does a little of everything. Oh, I love that. And you're still with them mm -hmm. now. So you, you're still dancing, you're still keeping up with that. Um, I'm not dancing as much as okay. I would like to because there's just not much time I, I'm for in that. that. Same boat. <laughs> I'm in that same boat. I wish I would like. I really, really wish I would take out more time for dancing. I don't. I know. I do time. miss it a lot. I like being on stage, but I also miss like being in the studio with my friends and just like yeah. messing around. And like an hour later, you have a piece that's choreoed and you're like, oh, that's, oh. that was quick. <laughs> you're, you're making me have like nostalgia. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. So how would you say dance has shaped you into who you are today? I oh, feel like we all have different stories with that. Yeah, no, it's played such a huge role in my life. Um, I think growing up, it, it gave me uh, confidence. It taught me, you know, how to 
you know, kind of carry myself. Yeah. Um, even now, one of my coworkers asked me, she's like, did you go to finishing school? And I was like, what? And she was like, you always just have like such nice posture. And I was like, that's from dance. Like you have to yeah. like, you know, hold yourself yes. up and, and you kind of stand with pride. Um, yes. But I think even, you know, in, in work life, I, I actually, uh, during one of my interviews for, for my job, um, I actually told my manager, so I found out she was a dancer as well. And so she loved when I used this, mm -hmm. this dance reference, but I prepare for presentations or for work in the same way I would for a dance show. You okay. are at practice. So like if I have a presentation coming up, I take the presentation, I try to understand what it is. And then from there, I try to add my kind of own flavor, but I'm practicing it so that when I'm on stage, aka when I'm in front of a client and I'm presenting, like I can be as fully prepared as I would be if I was, you know, doing a performance somewhere. I love that. That's really yeah. interesting that you say that. That's, that's awesome. So you, you prepare for it like you would a, a dance piece. Well, not yeah, I, yeah, yeah, not like that. But I do actually practice my presentations in the mirror. So I can see like, you know, take note of like my yeah. body positioning or take note of like, what I'm doing with my hands. And if I'm talking to myself, like, am I still making good eye contact? So things like that. So it's the same thing as as being in front of a mirror and, and dancing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I will I will take that into into consideration next time I present for something. Yeah, that's amazing. What? Okay, so your job. Okay. Yeah. How? How many hats do you wear? <laughs> um, quite a few at the moment, but um, okay, yeah. But my event planner hat, even within that hat, there are still lots of of different uh, hats that I I put on. Within so. the big hat, there's a lot of little hats. Yeah, because um, sometimes I am, you know, DIYing stuff for my clients, or sometimes oh, I'm wow. helping them you know, put bags together, or sometimes I'm helping them do budgets. So I have to put like my finance hat on, or sometimes I have to like, you know, negotiate contracts for them. So it's like, you, you have know, a team, right? Or are you like a one woman army? No, I, I do okay. have a team. Um, but most of the uh, upfront work, um, you know, I, I handle it if I'm planning the wedding. Okay. Um, and so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of different hats. How'd you get into that? Um, I had always kind of set like, literally, maybe 10 years ago, I was like, I think I would be good at this. And I love to plan stuff. Yeah, um, but I just kind of had no idea. And then a friend of mine had actually started his company. Um, maybe seven or eight years ago. Okay. Um, and so he asked me, he's like, would you want to, you know, be a part of this with us? And so that was where I had gotten, you know, kind of my base understanding um, of, of working with them for so many years. And then um, they they both decided uh, that they weren't going to take on any clients anymore. And I was like, wait, like, I'm really passionate about this. I really like it. Um, and so I, you know, once they decided that they weren't going to take on clients, that was kind of the catalyst for me to, to start my business. Wow. Yeah. And what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned through event planning? Whew. Uh, the biggest lesson is probably that, when you're planning a wedding, don't listen to anybody else. Um, I would say that because I have couples coming to me being like, Oh, I have to do something this way, or I have to do this, or I have to, I'm like, you don't have to do anything. If you yeah. want to have like a monkey at your wedding, like, and that makes you happy, you have a damn monkey at your wedding. Like that is okay. Yeah. Um, I think people are kind of sometimes stuck in a box. 
uh, thinking my wedding has to be this like cookie cutter, blah, blah, blah. And if it's not like this, people are going to like be upset, but like, it's your wedding. Um, And I think the biggest lesson for me is that like, you know, as I think about my own one, I'm just like, who cares what people think? It's my day and my husband and my immediate family celebrating us together. So like, if monkeys are my favorite animal and I want to have a monkey at my wedding and I can do that safely, why not? Why not? I agree. Is, is monkey code for the husband? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> that's a good one. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, that's that's very that's funny. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, but no, you know what I mean. Like if if people want to do things that are a little outside of the box and that are you know a little bit. Thing, something they haven't seen before like that's yeah. okay to to try something new because it's it's unique and special to you so yeah. um you know don't be afraid to to step out in event planning or like especially mm-hmm. in wedding planning what would you say is the most and least glamorous part about weddings every wedding or every event is so glamorous and i think yeah. that's kind of you know, such an the appeal of, of a South Asian wedding is that yeah. no matter how big or how small, um, there's still so many like there's it's so vibrant and lively and, and colorful um, and energetic. And I think that's probably the the most glamorous part. I think the least glamorous part is is all the stuff that kind of happens behind the scenes that that no one really knows about. You know, mm-hmm. me waking up at like you know most of the days are are kind of twenty four hour days. Yeah, um, I'm waking up at two a.m. with my bride. Sometimes even before her. Um, and then you know once the reception's over, we still have like small cleanup things that we have to do. I have stuff for my team that we have to pack. Um, and then by the time you you get home, it's probably almost twenty four hours, if not longer. Oh, um, and so I'd say that was the hours you know, on the day of, as well as, you know, the hours leading up to, to the event. Um, sometimes, you know, helping brides in and out of spanks when they're going to the bathroom also might be, um, you know, not so glamorous. Well, that's a lot, right? Even like, so I had a shoot a few, like last week with bridal wear and just the amount of like, it's just a lot to put together. It's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Um, and so, yeah, I would say those are probably like the two, the two biggest things. Okay. Uh-huh. What do you look for in a life partner? Um, I mean, I think the, the cr- criteria that, that I had on the show was kind of like my, um, like was kind of my, my good list. That's like a solid thing. You know, someone who is ambitious, is, is passionate about something. Like I said, you know, we have dance as, as a passion that we do. And yeah. someone who shares something or enjoys something as equally as much. Uh, yes, yeah, someone who doesn't like ketchup. Um, it's okay if they like oh, it right, as long right. as, yeah, as long, it's okay that they like it. Just not like, you know, don't put it on things that we're maybe both sharing. Um uh yeah I mean what was the other things I had like just being a good human I think that's you know pretty much key um and you know someone who's willing to to take the the time and effort to to learn about Guyana or learn about me and my family and um you know who will be able to understand understand of course yeah and what do you say so one thing that I noticed with you on the show, and I, I mentioned this earlier, yeah. you were just so, you like radiate sunshine. Oh, That's what you do. How do you keep a positive outlook? How do you keep that 
like that just optimism in your day to day? Like what are some of your tips and advice for that? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, some days are, are easier than others. Let me just preface with that. I'm not always sunshine and, and rainbows every day. Um, but I try to be for a good amount of the day because, um, I mean, the world's like a really crappy place. And, uh, you know, sometimes like if you just smile at the person who holds the door in front of you, like, you know, maybe that makes them feel better. Um, but I think for me, one, I, I know I said on the show is to have low expectations. Um, that's one of the things that works for me is that like, don't go into something expecting it to be here. And then it ends up being here. And then I get disappointed or I, I get upset that something uh didn't work out as I intended it to. Um, the other thing is, I and I'm so guilty of this, is I overthink everything. And so um, I think like not overthink or trying not to overthink something, um, yeah. you know, kind of helps me like stay positive about it. Because I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I can't control this. And okay. so whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And, you know, it is, you know, kind of a mindset thing too, of like, just looking at a situation, regardless of how crappy it is, and just being like, all right, like, what is the positive out of this? Yeah. Then, um, so it's, it's kind of just about how you, you know, look at any situation. Yeah, just... I agree. That perspective is so important. And like, whatever you do, because there's that one quote, right? Um, life is, 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. I think that's the quote, but I just, that's one of my favorites because it's so true. Yeah, it's so Everything. true. Yeah. yeah, it's all about perspective. Um, how, so, all right, so you make, we already went over that you have a lot of different hats. Yes. Do you have any tips for time management or planning or just however, like what are your tips that you've learned from event planning number one and two, mm -hmm. how you balance your hobbies and interests with all the work that you do? Um, I would say one of my tips for, for managing the time is, is slotting everything out. Okay. Uh, I live my life by my calendar on my phone. I also, I do have a, a written calendar, like a book calendar that I always carry around with me in my purse. Um, <laughs> and so when, when things come up, I either write them down or I, I put them into my phone right away. And this way I know how to, balance my time on on a specific day um but I would say so using my calendar and writing everything down um even day-to-day -day stuff like every single day for work I that each morning on a different page I will write down my things that I have to do that day and so I find the things okay what might take the most time that you know is highest priority or what you know is is something that's an immediate need to finish and so that's how I kind of go through each day to to just write down like things I need to get done even if it's like I need to do laundry I need to go to the grocery store um, which is on my list for today so that's that's probably my biggest thing is you know to to be able to manage the time is is um is using a calendar or using a planner or a feature you know that works for you to, to keep yourself organized um I think the other thing is it's okay to say no to hanging out with friends sometimes um because sometimes I, I want to see my friends but it's like mm, I actually just want to stay in and, and sleep tonight because I know that I'm not going to get rest for the next three days um, or sometimes on the other end of it if I haven't seen my friends in a long time and I want to hang out with them I'll sacrifice the sleep so that I can see them and then you know you just make it up on the back end yeah uh, so you know it's 
I, calendar basically just writing yeah, everything it's down. just writing everything down and, and really putting your time and energy and in, into prioritizing what's important to you all right what is the biggest goal that you want to accomplish this year is that something you can't share with us Ooh, my biggest goal for this year um mm -hmm. is to to make it out without corona um that's a great goal to have like, yeah great goal to like, have what are my views on Sima Auntie? Um, I I kind of said this in the show. I felt really close to Sima Auntie. Um, she actually reminded me of my dance teacher growing up. Um, and so that was like kind of an immediate like draw for me. And like, uh, she was so nice. Like one of the days we all like um, had lunch together and like we were just chatting and like, she's so nice. Um, so yeah, I, I had a great experience with her. Um, I think one of the questions that just came up, how do you feel about colorism in the show and the need to fit in? Have you dealt with colorism um, just in your life? I I haven't, um, or in my dating life, I haven't. Um, but, you know, in, in real life, I mean, we all know that situations happen. I mean, as uh, I guess progressive as, as New Jersey is, sometimes, you know, you still experience uh, a yeah. struggle of, of being a different shape than, than somebody else. But um, you know, you just stay positive and, and right. It's about you I think know, it does come down to being being confident so in who you are. Yeah, and people will say stuff about a lot of different things. You know, it's like if it's not your skin color, then it's your weight, or it's your I don't know. It's just like Anything. your nose, just like little yeah. things like that. And it's it's about knowing what you stand for and what you want. Like I mentioned a few in my like post a few days yeah. ago, a lot of comments about my scars. Or mm -hmm. the, like my scar that's on my head, and I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. Right, I know. It's uh, someone I saw a comment. Uh, I forget either on Twitter or whatever. Uh, someone was like, "Oh, Nadia's such a bad actress. That crying scene is terrible." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Let's." That's fine. I'm not an actress, first of all. That was actually me crying. If I'm an ugly crier, oh. like so be it. I was like, "That's okay." I actually laughed yeah. at that because I was just like person thinks I'm an actress <laughs> like, that's funny is Indian matchmaking scripted no I am not an actress repeat none of us or actors are actresses um this was our real life so it is not scripted <laughs> and you felt it was tr it truly showcased you and you like the way yeah I mean I felt you know that I they really did a great job capturing me as a as a person I mean you yeah. saw me at work you saw me dancing you saw me with my family you saw me at a wedding you saw me with my friends like in all these exact you know moments of my life and that's how I am every single day I love that yeah all right so let's go on to the actual rapid fire okay ready ready okay uh do you have a favorite date spot in New York City um, I don't. I like to mix it up depending on like the vibe that I'm getting from the person as we as we kind of chat. Um, I like to do activities. Um, so like, you know, if we do mini golf and a drink or, you know, maybe do, I don't know, any type of activity. Um, yeah. I just hate like just going and, and sitting and meeting someone. So when I saw like uh, Srini and Aparna's date at the axe throwing place and I was like, wait, that's so fun. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. But yeah, I, I don't have a, a go-to spot. I like to mix it up depending on who I'm going out okay. with. Um, okay, that's a good answer. That's true. Um, what is What are some of the things that are on your bucket list? Ooh, um, I want to go to Antarctica. 
Um, okay. My girlfriend and I said that we would would do that together. Our In Antarctica. Her. Mm-hmm. You can you can go visit there. Um, do they have hotels? Um, like, do they have hotels? It's it's kind or like of tents. Like, like that. Yeah, you're tent. like roughing it for for a few days um in the cold but uh yeah antarctica is on my bucket list i mean to travel as much as possible but i i, I do want to get there um i i want to write a book i want to um i mean well being on tv was was part of my like unintentional bucket list it wasn't you know because of the show but um that was something that that pleasantly worked out um so there's there's you know day-to-day or, or year yeah. like bucket list I wanted to learn how to play the piano at one point on my list was I wanted to learn how to play the guitar I wanted to take I wanted to go see a movie by myself which was like maybe not a bucket list thing but like it was something for me that that was kind of important that I wanted to do for myself I like that you know what so like just along those lines right doing things yourself is so empowering like I had this one trip to Vegas that I did And I mean, I was staying with my friend's sister, but I was just like on my own during the day. And I was just, I would just go out and explore. Like I went to the Grand Canyon by myself. I just did all these different things. And I came back home and I was like, that was so empowering. Actually, yeah. like you would think going somewhere by yourself would be boring, but it's really not. It's really not. It's really not. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was another thing, like taking a solo trip. Um, I'm part of like a Facebook group, like solo women travelers and like these women post amazing, you know, photos from all these different places around the world and and people give you recommendations on like this country was safe or I felt safe. This is where I stayed. This is what I did. And obviously as a woman traveling alone, that's a huge factor in in traveling. Um, And so especially going to to a foreign country where, you know, maybe you don't, they don't speak English or they don't, you know, um, maybe respect women as much. So it's it's nice to hear that fellow you know women travelers have gone to these places but yeah that's also I would say on my bucket list okay yeah um well okay so when are you the most inspired um I don't think there's like a time of day I would say it's um it's uh when it hits me it hits me Um, yeah sometimes inspiration comes at like the middle of the night I literally will wake up and I have like choreo in my head or I'll wake up and like I'll be like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, do X, Y, Z. And so, um, yeah, it was, it, it doesn't, it's not really a, a time of day that I feel more inspired or it's not. Whenever. Okay. Um, one of them that I just saw was, do you have any tips for dating and meeting people? Mm, um, I would say, so I read this book, it's called, it's just a fucking date. And it honestly changed my perspective on dating. Um, oh. It was, it, you know, kind of level sets dating a little bit um and it it makes you look at the fact that going on a date with someone is just two people who are showing up to to meet one another and there's no pressure it's not like I feel like especially when you're going on a first date I feel like people put a lot of pressure on themselves to like look a certain way and be a certain way and say things a certain way but like if you're not gonna go in like being yourself then what's the point because like the person's not going to get to meet you anyway um and so even if it doesn't work like it's just a date you just went and you met another human that maybe you would have met at the grocery store at starbucks or you know doing something else and so it's there's no pressure and i think that really changed the way that i that i approach dating so 
I mean, my thing is to to try and be yourself as much as you can. I understand be, being nervous and, and having nerves because I do get nervous myself. Um, but, uh, you know, trying your best to to show your self or your personality as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So that person can actually judge if they like you and not the kind of answers that you're giving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what book did you read most recently? Um, it was not that book, but um, I've been reading uh, Interpreter of Maladies. Um, okay. It's um, uh, Jhumpa Lahiri is the, the author, and it's a collection of works of hers. Um, and my uh, my girlfriend that, that was on the show, Shreya, um, she's like one of my best friends. Uh, she recommended the the book to me, and so I've been uh, I've been reading that. I'm not they quite have. done with it yet. Interpreter yes. of Maladies. Um. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've received? My mom actually always says this, uh, you know, God will never give you anything you're not ready for. When maybe negative things happen in your life, you're, you kind of question like, why is this happening right now? Yeah. Why am I going through this? Um, but it's, you know, it's that, that kind of stuck with me that like, you know, maybe this is something I'm ready for and I, I'm prepared to, um, to tackle it so you know that's very true and my mom says something very similar but it's like like a different take on it where she's like you know if you get what you want that's really that's good for you but if you don't get what you want typically it's because god has something even better in store for you yeah yeah who is your biggest inspiration my mom oh, i'm not saying so that because she's on this call she's like absolutely like a superhuman um yeah what would you say is like your your parting words if you could give anyone like your biggest piece of advice biggest life lesson what do you want to tell people um two things one thank you guys for all of your love and support um i it truly means so much to me i i didn't think that the the show would be kind of where it is um and i'm so grateful for everyone's kind words and and support. Um, I'd say the second uh, thing that I, I want to share is um, women or men, you know, uh, not to be afraid to stand up for themselves and um, to, you know, when, when someone treats you badly to, you know, realize it and either deal with it or remove yourself from the situation. And so I think that's something that I learned a little too late. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that maybe it prevents someone else in the future from from getting stuck somewhere oh, i love that so thank you so much for coming on and being just absolutely of amazing thank you. your personality thank you. is sunlight thank you thank you so much of course thank you guys and stay safe take care and have a good rest of your weekend i'll talk to you soon nadia yeah take care bye bye wow is it nadia amazing i can't think of any way to describe her other than sunshine in human form Thank you so much, Nadia, for such a fun chat, and thanks to all of you for listening. I hope you were able to learn something new and that this conversation made you laugh as much as it made me. With that ends the Chai with Chubby guest series, but don't worry, I will be back with more episodes in the new year. I hope that you all have a safe and happy holiday season and enjoy this time with your family. I'll see you in 2021. Take care. Thank you.